Three songs. Where you going, Mike? Three songs. Where you going? Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Crazy songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 It's Bobby Mike. It's Bobby Mike. Three songs. Hey everybody, it's the January 9th, 2018 edition, episode 41 of Three Songs Podcast. This is Mike Hogan with Bob Nastanovich. Happy birthday, Kevin Guthrie. Happy birthday, Kevin Guthrie. And, uh, I wish you were still 41. Yeah. Um, was it yesterday or today, David Bowie's birthday? Um, I believe yesterday, yesterday, but don't quote me on that, That's my fine. friend. Close enough. That's all right. Um mm. So yeah, happy birthday to those celebrating birthdays. Yeah, there's a lot of early January birthdays. There are. No, we had. I, I through through the Twitter, I put out. We don't uh, got them. We don't got them. I put I put out uh, a happy birthday wishes to your buddy Dave Berman. Shares a birthday oh, yeah. with my buddy Nels Klein. Oh and, yeah, there's a lot of um, and a couple others. Yeah, Michael Stipe. All oh, Jan- he's a big deal. He's a bit of a big deal. Yeah, all January fourth. So, um, hmm. so yeah. Uh, it was and, a very long day. And Bernard Sumner as well, who who oh, we've, who we've played on the show. Yeah. So, there you go. So um, you've got green eyes. Let's let's uh, let's get right to the music, Bob. Enough. Yeah, it's right to Philly. All right, we we ended the show in Philly with Ween, and I don't know if anybody really even cared about yeah, it or commented about it, but yeah. we both mentioned that that Ween was a band that we had both overlooked yeah and um and that i'm gonna pay a little bit more attention to even though of course it's after the game but like <laughs> that happens a lot doesn't it, it like, does. you completely miss the game and then you become a fan that's that's kind of what the show is about too it's about finding stuff after the game finding yeah. stuff and sharing stuff and and you know not not relying on the algorithm to find it for you so uh-huh. Yeah, so let's go to the Goats, a band that only existed for a few years in the early '90s, and they made an impact. The Goats, they were and they were forerunners, I think. You know, they were in the same scene, but they were a little earlier from the roots. Philly, they were a hip hop band that had that played their own instruments. They were a band, but they were hip hop. Uh, and this is an album, "Tricks of the Shade." It's a fantastic record. From beginning to end, highly political uh, concept record with some really good songs. I'm kicking it off. Episode 41 with the goats. This one's called Hip Hopola. <laughs>
TikTok on my clock, you know my swatch is ticking. A finger licking on my fingers, count the suckers vicking. Should I be wishing that I'm sitting while the others missing? The rhyme is hitting, now I'm dissing, all the suckers hissing. The beat breaks, so you know the beat is being broke. I awoke to find another record being soaked. Should I hope and take a chance at being tall loke? Or should I freeze her in a winner where a big goat? I got it going, so you know I keep it going on. The mat is flowing, so you know I rock it to the morn. I'm steady tearing while the others steady being torn. The rhyme is foregone, so you've been forewarned. I kick it quick and keep the point sharp like a drill bit. I write the rhymes, I write the rhymes, I got them throwing bits. Now you can wonder how I rock the mic so swift. Just ask King Rick, he'll say it's just a gift. We cockin' props from the tops of a hip hops. Non stop, I'll never drop from the knock knocks. I think not, while well, I line up is the pop rock. It's hard to cop when your socks are tied up with your knots. It's kinda crude, kinda rude, you're like ain't it, dude? They fed your food, then you move to a fatty groove. You tried to sue, but you lose, cause they left you nude. It's hard to prove when you choose to ignite the fuse. I'm scooping tunes like a spoon and some ice cream. The punk's mean, what I mean is that they're unclean. They steady bite, being trite about some blue jeans. I've never seen, but I've been around a scene. I kick it silly, kinda chilly when my tongue swings When I'm down, I make a sound of kinda ding ding I never sing, but I bring a groovy thing To my group, yeah, the troop in which I cling Then you know where Odie's at The funky music junket Jones and rhymes like it is crack Crack of either kind It is somewhat addicting Like the material greed And the dollars doing dicking Sticking to the ripping Of the money grubbers picking If you got some outside Just hoeing and tricking Not like Halloween But like that little house in Texas Here you thought a hug Was just one of the sexes Record reps and flexes By sign in the signers This is a book for to carry A binder No pager No tapes No jism in the drapes No Sam Goody Shouting the CDs Or the tape Sticking to the hip hop like it's true as a smoker. Watch the rise and fall as a vanilla face joker. Hear it from the green bloods, hear it from the duckers. Who are selling outs to some whack rap on suckers? You got a little sick with a wheeze and a cough. You took a step to clip, then you tripped and you fell off. The goats are cutting throats, traveling miscogenic. That's the way we like it for funky, frenetic.
that's the goats, Bob. What do you think of that? Well, you know, that was, um, you know, the nine, early 90s was a, a ripe time. It, and that was that band, that's a band that got a lot more appreciation from the UK than they did anywhere else. Well, I don't it, I don't know why they stopped after just 3 years, but like maybe they decided to cut out. I don't know. And and you know, it's funny because that album came out right at the same time. In fact, I remember it. I was working at my college radio station and it was on Columbia or one of the subsidiaries of Columbia. And yeah. I remember we got at the station, we got a package of new releases and in it was that and um, Cypress Hill's first record at the same time. Well, they time. toured with them. Yeah, and, and so I always... And Public Enemy and the Beasties. Yep, I always in my mind thought of the goats with Cypress Hill. And I, for years, like, you know, I mean, this is how out of touch I am. For years, I thought the goats were as big as Cypress Hill. You know, I mean, it's like you know, everybody... Well, they Cypress were. Hill. Were they? They were back then for a couple of years. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe they were, and they've just been kind of forgotten. But uh, you know, it's definitely like forgot. You go to you go to Spotify. I mean, uh, here I, I'll I'll pull it up right now. You go to Spotify, and we've talked about this. They get like monthly listeners. You know, like nobody's listening to the goats. It's like it doesn't even. Um, well, they're the one of those bands that it doesn't sound. You would think it was not a hip hop band for one. You know what they, I mean? They they get like two thousand listens a month. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. nothing, you know. I mean, we talked the last show about the Pogues getting eight eight million a month. You know, well, that's that's like Christmas time singles. Well, so. still, but I mean, yeah, yeah. There's no comparison, and you really can't go on that. When no, it comes I, down I to know the quality I know. of the music. But. Uh, well, but you know, it's uh, it's just one. The algorithm. Well, the other is thing is, is all their stuff's entirely out of print. So, like, which yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and I guess none of it's been re-released, and like, who knows what these guys are doing? We're talking twenty-five years ago when that was made. So, and I don't know what they've gone on to or anything like that, you know. But well, if you can maybe find, they just decided we had a good, good, you know, three to five year run. We're right, out, right? If you can find a maybe they got done priced, like a kipper by the music industry. Who knows? Who, who knows? If yeah. they're on some sort of Columbia subsidiary, maybe they like, you know didn't have the right representation and they signed a contract and like they got into who knows how it worked you know what i mean like it's a tough business it is it is but if you can find a reasonably priced copy of tricks of the shade you'd be lucky because you can't find it really oh that's too bad Mm, i'd be surprised if you can find that thing okay well it's you go to discogs i guess so it's a fantastic record beginning to end Goats. I'm gonna shift us. I'm gonna shift us in, in kind of in a similar vein, industry-wise, because here's another band that would be very difficult to find a copy of their record. I've just had the one, yeah, um, the, the original release of "Translate Slowly" by Zeitgeist, part of the so-called New Sincerity movement in Austin, which was sort of like this is back before Austin was like a music mecca, way before South by Southwest, when there was just like a bunch of incredibly great punk rock bands that some of whom we've celebrated on the show and go on and on, but it was, you know, obviously it's where the university of Texas is, but it was just like a, it was just like Athens back then. It was just like a really cool, vibrant college music scene. And Zeitgeist was one of the, I mean, they, they're a band that toured a lot. They toured a lot in the Southeast. I had the pleasure to see them a bunch of times. Um, if, just a really 
well, well, we'll play the song. It's Zeitgeist, Translate Slowly. And then, of course, they got done by the fact that they had to change their band name because there was, a, I think, a terrible band called Zeitgeist that, like, attempted to sue them. And they were like, you know, no way we're going to deal with a lawsuit. And they changed their name to the Reavers after the William Faulkner novel. <clears throat> and it just, whatever, it kind of flattened them somehow. Right, it killed the momentum, and, I'm sure. And then uh, John Croslin, the the male singer guitarist, went on to be a uh, engineer producer guy. I believe he definitely worked with Spoon and Guided by Voices. Definitely would have worked with um, Spiral Stairs uh, out of payment, and um, had a really good studio in Austin. Perhaps he still does. But uh, this is one to, to me. They were you know one of my you know favorite bands to travel and see in college. So this is Zeitgeist, a.k.a. The Reavers, translate slowly.
Hey, Mike, uh, do you want to queue up Araby, too? Let's do Araby. Yeah. Yeah, is that easy for you? It's easy. Let's play it right now. Yeah, yeah. same album. Translate off of Translate Slowly. I played the title track. This is your favorite of the same album. It is. Zeitgeist, the reverse. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Did they ever make it out to the to the left coast? Um, you know, they might have. That album came out in 1985. I remember. I think I remember seeing them on like the cutting edge or something. Uh, you know, I was just a teenager at the time, but I remember playing that record and picking up a copy. I think when I was in college, the college radio station. Uh, I just always that would have been it. like considered like definitive college rock, absolutely from the mid to late eighties. Yeah. Okay, so right. Kim Longacre with her, she's a beautiful singer, and uh, Croslin like had kind of a rougher style. Cindy Toth on the bass, and that Araby features some really great stick work by Garrett Williams, and uh, they were just like uh, they kind of were like the Austin representatives. Yeah, of, for, like, of for what, sure. what wasn't punk for sure, and they were and just on a, DB with a bunch of you know, of course, you know, we talked about the, you know, the the label that brought us Rock Lobster and right. Pylon, of course, Pylon. Have we have we played Pylon on this we, show? I don't think we've played Pylon. Oh, okay, I think we'll you've toyed with the that. idea, but you haven't you haven't actually pulled the trigger. Oh, they have so 
many good songs, it's hard to pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think yeah. we're going to go into um, into a, a sadder note. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had no idea until I, I mentioned that I wanted to play France Gall tonight. I had no idea that she had just passed away. She just passed away yesterday. Uh, legendary French pop singer. That's right. France Gall. And um, sadly, she succumbed to cancer of, of some terrible form. Terrible. And uh, France is mourning again. And, and another part of their fantastic music history. And uh, what are you going to play by, by, by France? Well, I'm going to play a song that she recorded in 1964, I think, is when it came out. It's actually written by Serge Gainsbourg. Uh, and it's been covered a number of times. April March did a cover. It's just a fun little French pop tune that's really catchy and upbeat. It's called "And My French Is Horrible," so I'll apologize. But and amongst the things that she's readily famous for is that supposedly she inspired the song "My Way." Really? <laughs> yeah, I never knew that. Interesting. But... Uh, who knows? Uh, Frank must have um, maybe had a little interest in in France. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, she was the Yaya girl in in France in the in the early '60s, and this is just a fun little pop song called "Laissez Tambour le Fil," France Gall. Bless her. Yep, bless her. Sad, yeah. sad. Yeah, I had no Born idea. Born as Isabel Gall in 1947. And she collaborated with a lot of famous people. Elton John, for one. Yeah. Wrote yep. a nice tribute to her today. 
apparently a fantastically talented woman and with a beautiful voice and tons of style. Absolutely. So yeah, the world's a sadder place without her. Let's celebrate her music and enjoy it. Yeah, I am. I'm so caught up in dust. I don't even really even know where I was going to go next. What uh, was I going to do? I think you were going to do the Thinking Fellers, right? Oh yeah. Well, one of my favorite bands uh, during the time that I lived in New York and moved there in '89 and was a bus driver and. Uh, Thinking Fellers Local Union 282 were a band from San Fran. They were. A lot of action here. Yeah. A lot of action. Like uh, five or six players on stage, all really brilliant musicians, and incredibly uh, entertaining live act. And a band that I, you know, at the time I bought all their records. They're going to play something off a later record. Uh, they, were st- they were around for about 10 years, I'm going to say. And. Um, you never got to see them, did oh, you? Oh, of course I did. Of course. They were oh, San okay, yeah. I, I went to school in the Bay Area. They were a San Francisco band. Oh, yeah. I saw them a number of times. So you must have been, like, truly impressed. Oh, yeah. They were always a good band. You know, they were they were one of those bands that, like, I, I kind of never knew what to make of them because you, you'd get a different show each time. Um, well, yeah. No, they're so diverse and, and so much talent. Everybody could sing. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, they were always fun and always interesting. Um, and I had a, I had a few other records, but uh, you know I, I never really got that deeply into them. So it's been a while. Well, since no, the I'd... records like again they fall into that that category of bands that the live show was the the records were just kind of like make you want to go see them live again. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because live, I... live like they're. They're like in a similar fashion to Thin White Rope, for example, like a band that was just um, all their recorded material sounded way better in the live setting, which is a credit to their musicianship and their live performance. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I'm going to play Lizard's Dream off of, of, off of I Hope It Lands by Thinking Fellers Union Local 282. Monumental obstacles cannot delude his whim. His scaly right 
Thinking Fellers, Union Local 282. They made one of Matador's greatest records called Lovelyville, which is mm-hmm. badly overlooked. But there's some interesting twists about that band. Okay, they, uh, first of all, they had a guy named Jay that was a spitting image of Bill Murray, which okay. was. And they had a brilliant bass player, lovable bass player named Ann Eichelberg. Sure. And they. And Brian Hageman actually has roots in Iowa City, so it's about 100 miles up the road from where I'm sitting right now on this icy cold back porch. Um, and uh, in 2000, they were a, a, apparently an influence on the famous author Jonathan Franzen. Huh. And also um, in 96. They they decided that they were going to go on tour opening for the pretty crappy band Live. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that band Live? Sure. They had some big hits. Yep. Terrible band. and uh, <laughs> um, But that's just my opinion. <laughs> and apparently the Live fans hated them. I don't know to what, <laughs> what point that they were like discouraged by that, but like... I heard stories about like live fans like booing them off the stage, which was so unfair to like such an incredibly, you know, lovable and charming act because they were one of those fans that brought so much joy to their live performance. They were so much fun to see in small clubs in New York in the early '90s. I couldn't imagine them in front of like, I guess, some sort of arena crowd being uh, like dissed. Right. You know. Well, they're in they're in good company. I mean, you know, Jimi Hendrix was booed by the Monkees fans, so. Yeah, and then and then I guess their most recent appearances would have been on All Tomorrow's Parties thing that was curated by fans of theirs, a band that we also haven't uh, played on the show that is a band that somewhat mystifies me. I like them, but I don't know much about them, called Animal Collective. Have you ever listened to them? Uh, a little bit, yeah. They're, they're kind of similar for me. I've listened to a couple records... Um, but I don't know, I don't know them deeply. They fall in the ween vein of bands yeah. that are like widely loved that, right. that these two, um, dumb guys have not paid much attention to, <laughs> exactly. I guess. They're like, yeah, I guess, you know, we need to brush our teeth with some animal collective and some ween musical but, blind uh, spots, I guess. Anyways, we have very pleasant memories of thinking fellers union local two eight two, And I'd like to thank them for the I'm going to say the eight to ten times that I would have taken public transportation from Hoboken into New York, and and they would have wowed me for 70 to 90 minutes with their live wizardry. Wow, that's great. Yeah, Check I, them out. Check them out. Like, I, I probably saw them maybe half of that, maybe four or five times. But You're always like, yes, I'm happy I went to this. Yeah, exactly. And it was often... You know, they would play with so many other good bands, too. So, Oh, yeah, one of those things, like, oh, perfect, Think, right. Thinking Fellers. Right. Like, we, you know, th- we, all, we called them Thinking Fellers. You know, yeah. Thinking Fellers are going to be there, you know, like, so you knew yeah. it was going to be a good night. Right, yep. They played with bands like Nice Strong Arm, who were also from Austin. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. You know, I haven't, I haven't remember that band? That. Yeah, sure. They were on Homestead, right? Yeah, did you see them? No, I never saw them. I saw them, yeah. But uh, they were good. They would play, I think, sometimes... They had a song called that We Love. They had a song, I think it was an instrumental, that called Fiesta of Swirliness. They would play in, like, like, like Das Dahman would play with them. Do you ever listen yeah, to that band? Sure. Triska Dugophobia? Yeah. 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 Fly SST, SST label? Yeah. Uh, so they would, like, you know, they were all... It's like they... I don't know how it all worked, booking shows in New York. It's like, oh, I want to throw you on this bill. It's like, five bucks, we're going. Right, you know? right. Right, yeah. I, I think I remember seeing Thinking Fellers with, with a band called Virginia Dare. Oh, yeah. How were they? I uh, never saw them. They were good. They were pretty good. It was, it was a good show. Was They're a t- San Fran, too, right? Tiny, San Fran. yeah, I think so. Yeah, tiny, tiny. Um, like, like, I don't know if it was, like, it was, like, 15 people, like, in a small room. It was not like it was just an, a big space that nobody showed up. It was, like, I was just, like they're putting on a show here, you know, like I'm five feet away from the band playing. It was very odd. I oh, see one of the great things about seeing thinking fellers in New York, there'd be like 80 to a hundred people there. And amongst them would be rusty Clark, who I worked with for years at Matador. She was a huge fan and dust devils, that band dust devils. That sure. Mark Eibold from pavement was in that band yeah. for a long time. Michael Dwayne, Jackie, all fun people. And it was just a good night of, Drinking beer and rocking. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going Pre-Giuliani, to... Pre-Giuliani New York City. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's... Yeah, you'll have to break out some other stories. So uh, Actually, <laughs> before we pivot to my next... Oh, song, I've I, said enough. I've said I, enough. I have a question for you. You mentioned spiral stairs. I've always wanted to know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here. I've always wanted okay. to know. Okay, he goes by spiral stairs. Of course, his name is, what, Scott Canberg? Yep. Um, in the band, so where did the spiral stairs thing come from? And in the band, did you call what do you call him? Do you call him Scott? Do you call him Spiral? Spiral stairs? Scott or Spiral? <laughs> where did the was, spiral um, thing come things, from, like, man? Pavement started in in eighty nine. Uh huh. Um, those guys, I guess they thought it. You know, they were into the cryptic nature of lo fi music, and um, they're recording with Gary Young. And they decided to, Stephen Malkmus went under the name S.M. And Scott Scott decided that he would have a clever, he'd make up a clever rock and roll name for him. Probably like very much in like the spirit of like, of the swell maps or something, you know, like, sure. Uh, I'm just going to go by Spiral Stairs, like a moniker, just to add mystery to it, just for fun. Okay. And you would, with a straight face, you'd call him Spiral? Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we always call him Spiral. I call him Spiral if I saw him today. Okay. The better name than Scott. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I've always, I've always wondered. Seem, made him seem more rock and roll than any of us actually were. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go to Ireland. I'm gonna go back to an artist, at least a singer of this band we've played before on the show. Uh, Phil Linet was mm. the lead singer of Thin Lizzy, of course. Thin Lizzy, <laughs> Irish rock and roll music. Irish rock and roll music. Thin Lizzy had a bunch of hits, uh, which I'm not gonna play any of here. The boys. Well, are name back the big town. ones. Just for boys fun. are, back, boys in are town. back in town. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Yep. You know the cowboy song uh, gets played on classic rock now and then. Uh, you know, just 
fighting is another really good one. Johnny the Fox. Um, there's there's some there's some some good like hard rock is what it was. Well, it's it was like one of the greatest rock trios of all time. Well, they were a trio, and then I think later they got a second guitarist. They were one of the f- them and like Judas Priest. A lot of that I comes think. with like having to play bigger places and yeah. fill the sound out. Right, right. They were they the the dual guitar. Approach. Mayhem. Yes. Mayhem. Yes. That's referred to. But I'm going to predate all of that. And I'm going to go back to their first album in 1971. And I'm going to play a song that, even if you're a Thin Lizzy fan, I mean, if you know this album, you know the song. But if you, if you know just the hits, you probably would be surprised at the sound of this one because it doesn't really sound like what Thin Lizzy later became. In fact, in some ways, I can see the Thin Lizzy influence on pavement in this really? song. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's possible. So, so uh, I'm going to play it, and then afterwards you tell me what you think. This one's from their first album, 1971. The song is called Honesty is No Excuse, Thin Lizzy. Okay. Up to now, I used to pass my time. Sometimes wave No God Air, water or sunshine And honesty was my only excuse I took your love And I used it Up to now My youthful stage A useless range of torn out Take a girl by the head I need you, I need your romance 
thin Lizzy, Bob. <laughs> well, I think you're paying pavement a massive compliment there, my friend. <laughs> my lord. I mean, that's Phil Lynott singing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And the strings. I mean, when that's you think of... That's a far of... better singer. <laughs> I mean, I would say that, that the guitar playing of, you know, Malcolmus is on the level. And I can see where you're going from, from like a extreme drumming perspective because Gary could could rock it out as could Westy all that that would be a hell of a task I'm also thinking just like songwriting you know it's just like it's just a nice I would say that like I mean I'm open like I was very well aware of what Stephen was listening to most of the time when all the pre-pavement, all the pavement records were being made, and the Silver Juice records that he played on, and I would say that his um, and his love of Thin Lizzy would would have more of effect an effect on the chicks. Okay, That's so fair. I would say That's like fair. I would actually say that if anything, Thin Lizzy probably sounds or that that particular number, which was called what again? Uh, honesty is no excuse. Okay, I would say that it would sound way more like Jix era Malkmus. Well, you're probably and the, right. And the like, in the, and the chicks, like, I think they're they're about to release their seventh CD, which is very exciting for them. That, um, so I hope it's great. I'm going to ask I, a question that's going to make you feel old, but that's okay. I don't care. I'm, I don't care. I'm fifty. <laughs> so ha- have the Jicks been around longer than Pavement were? Around? Oh, way longer. Okay. Yeah, yeah I tormented so. the Jicks on their first tour. I would yeah. say like three or four songs on their first record were probably meant to be songs on what would have been the sixth Pavement record. And Pavement was only around for 10 years plus a reunion, which doesn't count. And the Jicks have been around now for 15, 16 years. And mm-hmm. they, I think they're about to release their seventh, if not eighth, studio album. That's crazy. Crazy. All right. Well, I mean, I would say that probably both bands have played a similar amount of live shows, that kind of thing. But, you know, we were, Pavement was awful busy. Yeah. I don't know if it did us in. You'd have to ask Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and he's in Merida, Mexico. Merida. Ah, right. I've been to Merida. Yeah, how is it? I've it's, never been. I'm going a... to Mexico City in a few days. You are? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's Yeah, I'll be there for a week. Awesome. Maybe I'll try to do a podcast from there because okay. we're staying in an Airbnb in Coyoacan. Me and my uh, two of my best old friends, Kenny Jackson and Jeff Dukes, and, and maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a, a Mexican podcast. Ooh, That'll be fun. That, yeah, that will be fun. I um, see no reason why. It depends on the quality of the Wi-Fi okay. in our Airbnb. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Pencil me in. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna end this one. You're going to yeah Wales. a Welsh band, right. uh, a Welsh band that I've been around that Pavement would have played with a lot. Super Furry Animals, a band that is still humming along. A band that started in the early '90s. One of their early members was the famous actor Reese Efans, who quickly left the band because his his um, acting career was apparently far more important than the band at the time. But the band has gone on to make, oh, I'd say about 10, maybe more, who knows. They're huge in Asia. They're huge in Southeast Asia. Really? And they, they've 
and the, like Gorky's Zygotic Mix Mincy. Or they, monkey. They I think it's pronounced it. monkey. I think I was corrected afterwards. Gorky's Zygotic oh, that's fine. Monkey. Yeah. Well, I've always called him Mincy. Me too. I mean, me too. You know, yeah, monkey. Like we're like we're gonna suddenly learn Welsh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like my lord. We could be. Although uh, I thought it, you did a hell of a job pronouncing that uh, Franz Gal song uh, earlier. I'd like to I, tip my cap I to that. Butchered it. I butchered it. Yeah. Well. Well. Well butchered. <laughs> but uh, this is off their album Fan- Phantom Power, and it's that's one of my favorite. Uh, Anthems by the great band Super Furry Animals, considered one of the best bands of the last 20 years, and deservedly so. Just true rock and roll spirit from these these Welsh lads out of Cardiff. All right. Hello, Hello Sunshine's the name of the thing? Hello Sunshine, yeah. baby. Okay. Hello, Hello Sunshine. sunshine. Coming to So I'm going to admit it, Bob. That's a yeah. music, musical blind spot for me. I've, oh, that's okay. I've only heard no. a little bit, but no, you're making me want to hear some super furry animals. There's a lot to listen to, dude. Yeah. And they're they a very psychedelic band. Like That's great. Those guys. I've always called the singer Griff 
uh, I see that his name is spelled G-R-U-F-F, but uh, those guys are a rolling party machine. Yeah. Intimidating late nighters. <laughs> <laughs> Bit scary. You're In like, fact, come uh, on, man! I got, best, I got, I got I got a racing form to find. I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But, no, uh, no, no. I, I mean that that was that was you, to them, right? Oh God! Oh yeah, totally. There was a. I went to a wedding one time in Sutton Bonington. Nick Jevons, who did their lights, was getting married, and there was a lot of hay bales around. It's one of those things where like. I had to get up and go to Ripon Race Course, which is a it's it's Yorkshire's Garden Race Course, one of my favorite places on the face of the earth. And um, I had to meet some some friends there, and it was one of these all night parties. And like, I could there's no way I could keep the pace. I mean, and I woke up to like you know getting this. I actually slept in the back of a very small rental car with my head and feet hanging out. Um, of the side doors but I woke up and like I had to take a shower and brush my teeth and I the scene was littered with a couple of dozen people just kind of sleeping on the ground and Noel Kilbride who tour managed payment for years I remember he was kind of like hanging off of, of a couch and uh, Andy Dimmick who, Andy Dimmick's worked with that band for years Payments Guitar Tech I think they're one of his main jams I think they still provide him with pr- plenty of work now but uh, one interesting thing about that song is it's, it was actually embroiled in controversy. Hmm. Um, Coca-Cola approached them and offered them nearly $2 million to use that on an ad campaign. Okay, And this is a band that had toured the world a lot, and they researched whether or not they should give the song to Coke and take this money. And they decided, based on some sort of controversy in, in the in the, in the country of Colombia, that they would have nothing to do with it. And they actually spoke out strongly against Coca Cola. And um, it was a kind of like a year and a half long controversy where wow. Coca Cola had like put all kinds of barristers forward and deny the allegations by Super Furry Animals. So. <laughs> Bit righteous on their part. Good for them, though, standing up abs- for you know what they what they believe in and and standing behind uh, their music. So. This is this is a band that will always stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. And um, anyways, love them. Tap into them. They're great. I will. Thank Come you. Come anywhere around you. That's a brilliant live show, and they're very much on the cutting edge of lights and. Um, I mean, it's like a it is a psychedelic experience going to see them. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. And uh, you talk about prolific. You're mentioning bands like Jix and Thin Lizzy and stuff. Like Super Furry Animals put out a relentless amount of material. I got still going strong. Catching so, up to do, man. Well, you know, so we we all do. But anyways, fun show. And uh, perhaps I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe. You never know. You never know. All right. Thank anyways, you, Anyways, episode 41 of Three Songs Pod. And you can... Uh, we encourage you to communicate with us yeah. in any way, shape, or form you choose. But the uh, most regular way would have been... There's a bit of acti- activity on the Twitter feed today of some sort that I haven't followed up on. A little bit. You know, it's funny. It was a couple days ago I, I put out uh, a few tweets. One of them was, uh, re- quote, retweet with your the worst song on, on one of your beloved records. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, one, that okay. got some. That got some attention. Uh, Good. Yeah. So you know, have fun with it. We're around. Say hi. Leave a comment. And thanks for listening. I right, sleep well. You too.